listening to Indiana Jones in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at the artifacts that make up the world of Indiana Jones, backstories, histories, and details about some of our favorite characters. And now, here are this week's hosts of Indiana Jones in Character. Hello and welcome back to Indiana Jones in Character. That's right. <laughs> you're, that sticking, you're sticking with that? Yeah, isn't that good? It's good. It's good. Okay. Every time you do it, it reminds me of fr- the friends where they're they're trying to say that one of them's trying. One of the guys is trying to say that Ross is whipped. So I remember that. Chandler's like, "You're whipped, dude." Wa-pa-pa. And <laughs> and Ross is like, "What was that?" You know, you're whipped. Wa-pa-pa. And they're like, "What the hell are you doing?" I'm doing whipped. And, and Joey goes, "No, whipped is this." That's you do a good it. one. Wa-pa-pa. <laughs> he can't do it. <laughs> Why was he doing it like that for? Because he can't do that noise that you do and that Joey did and I just did. That's He thinks he, he thinks that he's doing it by going, wa-pa-pa. I think someone should dub out every um, whip sound effect in the movies with, with that. <laughs> with Chandler's? Yeah. <laughs> with, with Chandler going, wa-pa-pa. <laughs> Dave, we're we're back, man. This show is not stopping. It is like a caravan of Nazi no good doers getting the Ark out of Cairo. That's what it's like. Mm-hmm. And 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 I'm I'm underneath it, climbing underneath the fucking truck. <laughs> and you're the Paul Hogan guy on top of the truck who loses his hat. <laughs> the Paul Hogan. That guy does look like Paul Hogan, doesn't he? He does. He does. He's the most Australian Nazi there ever was. This is true. <laughs> but, but Dave, I'm excited because you said we're doing a character, and I was like, "There's, there's, there's nothing about this guy. There's, there, there can't be." And then you but, said, "But wait, there is some good stuff about a character that is in it for so short of a time." Yes. He's and I didn't time it, but yeah, he's he's not in it in it much. Now let me do this. Like, all right, who's the character's name again? Imam. Whatever. That's 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 <laughs> not me. <laughs> now can you just go along with me here? Okay. Certainly. Okay. Now there's nothing to edit out, so don't get worried. Okay. All right. I hear the pencil writing down what time it is right now. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> nothing. But this is like this is like a. A dad. This is like, like a very bad dad joke. Okay. But it's like a gross dad joke. But I think it's funny. I'm gonna do it now. Go along with me, all right? Just don't, don't sigh, don't leave the microphone, all right? Just, just go along with me, okay? Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm laughing before I even hear it. Um. Do you know what? What is that? That that stuff, Dave? That that's inside penises to help create babies i don't know chris what is it okay <laughs> ready yep fuck wait there it is Did you oh it? of course <laughs> it's like that song come baby come baby baby come come now you should have seen me when I on my phone when I taped the whole scene. You can you, you can edit stuff on your phone. Okay. And it says, "Come, come, look, look!" Like immediately, and I was like, Sit "I gotta down. get that." Sit down. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, I get that look, look out of there, because then it's not funny. So I'm sitting on the couch trying to have him say, come, come, like, 90 times in a row. Mm-hmm. And and Luke is there, like, looking at me like, why are you doing that clip? Mm-hmm. And I said, because I think it's funny. <laughs> the same thing probably happened to Spielberg when he was in the editing room. His kids came in and were like, Dad, what are you doing? He said, just leave me alone. Daddy's busy. I, I hope think, I hope you're proud of yourself. I this spent hour I couldn't wait to talk about this guy just to talk about come come. All right. Well, Imam is the guy that we're talking about. He is an Egyptian scholar and priest and astronomer. That's a lot of jobs. <laughs> All of that stuff is said in the novelization by Sala because we do we do see that he's certainly a man of knowledge. Because they go to him, but I don't know where astronomy necessarily comes into it, but it's all mentioned by Salah in the novelization. The The name Imam is his name. It's his name in the script, but it's also in Islam. It's the name of the position of like a scholar and priest. But, oh, not a sexual position. Okay, go on. No. <laughs> <laughs> but he is, he. that is his character's name, but it's also his position. There are Imams in Islam. But I don't know where the astronomy thing necessarily comes in, but I like well, astronomy, so yeah, I guess like the stars and the and the and the planets and the fucking horoscopes always tell you what to do and where to where to go and what to figure out. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Do you remember having Earth and space science in eighth grade? Who was that? Tal Talbo? No, Mr. Talbo. Yeah, is that the guy? I... Okay. And we had to do. Um, star observations. Do you remember that? Yes, that was fun because I always like like to um go out there and on a bright night, you know, and I could recognize, you know, the right. Orion, the Big Dippers, and the Little Dipper, and that's I maybe still, that it. Yeah, the the belt of Orion points yeah. to Ursa Major in the Big Dipper, and there was like there was things you remember. There was Arcturus. It was like Arct Arcturus. And but, Cassiopeia was an old lady sitting in a chair. And it was it was cool, right? It was something that we got to do that was actually enjoyable. We had our little star charts out there. Well, this is crazy because a couple of weeks ago, there was a planet. I don't know, Venus. There was some planets were all lined up outside. Mm-hmm. And Caitlin showed me, which is, you know, te- technology blows, blows my mind. There's a fucking app that if you aim it to the sky, to the stars, your, like, phone knows the fucking constellations and it and it draws it on your phone of what's above you and around you. Oh, that's awesome. It's so cool and when you when I aimed it at the planet, doink it it, it the actual photo of the planet Venus popped up on on your phone. It was so cool though. That is cool. I love that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. I loved I loved doing that in that class. I still like I used to drive Jack when he was little out cuz it's it's hard to do it in town because there's so much light pollution. Yeah, yeah, true. You need like a you need darkness all around you so you can see the uh, sky better. Right. And when we were in middle school, I lived out in the middle of nowhere, so I could see everything. It was great. Yeah. There was uh, there was no lights out there. Yeah. There was nothing out there. It was just blackness. And I remember we had ten acres, so I went out in the you know like the back forty of my house, and I'm doing <laughs> yeah. my things, and I have my little stuff out there. To me, I'm Indiana Jones. Like I know I'm doing shit. <laughs> And I remember right. it being the winter because we were doing winter constellations like Orion. You can only see Orion half the year because it's a winter constellation. And I'm walking in, 
and my dad had started a fire in our fireplace. Oh, as, I know it's coming. It's, it's, it's too bright, right? No. As okay. I'm walking back to the house, I'm still looking up in the sky, and ash comes out of the top of the fireplace, this red ash that is oh. now floating around the sky. And my heart stops because I think it's like a UFO or something. <laughs> or or at the least a, a shooting star or, a, a, you know, and, and whatever. Right. What an idiot! I mean, like, it's 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 ash. If you so you made an ash out of yourself, right? <laughs> I sure did. I guess my heart started beating all fast. Was, oh, oh, they have a fire! <laughs> I was so then, mad. So, so you saw what's you know up in the uh, in the air in the sky, like floating. But when it got closer to you, it got smaller and smaller to landed next to your foot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it eventually burned out. And it's okay, like, all right. It's like, yeah, what an idiot. I don't think I was so embarrassed, but now I've told you and anyone that listens to this is like, well, Dave was an idiot when he was in eighth grade. Dave was afraid of yeah of ashes falling, you know, for three seconds. <laughs> well, Imam lives outside of Cairo, and you know this because I watched the scene. And so did you, apparently. Yeah, I watched you're it today. Yeah. Recording things. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's funny because it's a come come joke. It's about <laughs> semen, so <laughs> semen's funny unless it gets caught in your eye. Semen. There were the crew members aboard the Bantu Wind. Well, this is stupid. There's a guy at work who who was in the Navy, and I've used this joke like every fucking hour on the hour. Mm-hmm. I always, I always, you know, so you were with a bunch of semen, you know, it's it's stupid. But I always say it to him, and, and he still laughs. <laughs> Then he's, you got to keep saying it if he's still laughing. Right, he's still laughing. He's not getting offended, you know. I don't but, think he is. Well, I don't think he'd care anyway. You're probably right. <laughs> I watched a scene. You can see in his little house if you look past them. Like this is what I do when I watch these things. Now I'm I'm scouring the scene for anything. Right. In the background, you can see the city way off in the distance out his window. You can see the lights because it's nighttime. You can see the lights of Cairo. So they're actually really legitimately far out of the city. Did you – do you know how old this guy is? Because he has to be old. No. Okay. I always thought he he dies the next scene or something because he's so fucking old. He does not, and I have stuff about that then. Okay. <laughs> the only thing that they really say about him in the movie, because things are cut down in the movie, is – it's right after Marion dies, and Salah's like, uh, I heard, that sucks. I'm going to take you to the old man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. all they say is, uh, tonight I'll take you to the old man. You know, it's like, that's how they refer to him. Uh, but you had to know this guy. You had to be in the know, which is where Salah comes in. And he couldn't have done shit without, without Salah. Salah is, is, he has to be one of the greatest like sidekicks in movie history. You oh, know? my God, yeah. Like between, think about all the things that Indy needs when he gets to Cairo. Everything he does, that he depends on Salah. He needs diggers. Well, Salah yeah. Salah gets him an army of diggers. Salah mm-hmm. saves his life more than once. Um, Salah gets him his passage on the Bantu Wind. Yeah, it should be called Salah and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, <laughs> with Indy as just the, as his sidekick. You know, seriously. Like, it, like, I mean, when we're little, we just see Indiana Jones. He's our hero. Like, we're just right. in awe. When you look at it from from this point of view, Sala is 
not only just as important, but in a lot of cases more important. He even saved him from the bad dates. Exactly. You see, just like there, he threw down Nazi flags to try to help him, you know, he to, to climb out. And all, you know, sure. He, How resourceful is he? He gets thrown down that hill when Indy's in the map room. Which, hear me out. He doesn't get thrown. He looks like he trips or falls. And I always wondered, did he just trip or fall? And they kept it in there. And he just does a tumble. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And, and he rolls. Oh, bad dates. And he just rolls. <laughs> so by that's, the time, that's like another. Another bad uh, uh, dad joke, you know. If 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 this is, I'm trying to make this up as I go along, which no pun intended. But like if you know if if Sala's if Sala's daughter comes home and she had a, had a bad you know night and he would turn her and go bad date. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Either. That's uh, good. It's not bad. It's it's not good. <laughs> How about this? How about Tim's birthday? Is what on leap year? Yes. That that's a. Bad date. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I'll stop. When Sala wants to have camels in part three and Indy's giving him a hard time, just let him have some fucking camels. Yeah. This, he did all the shit he did for fucking you. Just give him some humps, you know? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like, how how better to repay the guy than, like, let him have some camels? Because that's what he needs. But doesn't he want the camels for his, his brother? His brother-in-law or something like that. He even okay. wanted for himself. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. I love Sala. Sala's great, and when I when I met him, man, he was he was it was I was he was like my like white whale. I finally got to meet him and got his autograph, and he was so nice and so polite and all. And I just I just he's like a big teddy bear. Good. Love to hear those stories. When you hear the other when you hear the opposite and they're jerks, yeah. it's like yeah, tarnishes your enjoyment sometimes. When you hear how great they are, it makes it better. Yeah. So we, you know, when I met him, that was a, a good date. <laughs> <laughs> so we see the events of the movie. Um, and, and how I just love how great is that writing that, you know, Toad has the thing on his hand. Yeah. But there's shit on the back of it, Toad. So. Yeah. <laughs> Look behind it. Like, how did they read that, though, on Toad Chain? I always wonder because the skin. They must have read it quick, because the skin after a while, like, scabs up and, you know. Yeah, it's It doesn't flaking. look the same like it did, you know? Yeah, it's flaking and stuff, so. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he we'll, we'll talk a little more about what he tells them in a bit. Because it's like, okay. sit down, sit down, you know, yeah. like, and, and that whole thing. So, what he tells them then um, is very important, obviously. But before that, I want to get to this other part. Okay. He has his shop. Or his home with his trusty employee, employee of the month, every month, Abu. Is this the kid with the wine? This is the kid. This is his now, apprentice. See, this is so crazy because as I, I, when I was watching this scene and I was recording, and as a joke, he comes in, he puts down, the, and the the windows are open, and I turn, turn to Luke. I said, you know who? I said, Dave should do this kid. <laughs> well, you're about to because this, this is, is a crazy. bonus character. <laughs> because there is not a lot about Abu, but Abu is his apprentice, and there is nothing only that he prepares the food, including dates in the shop house. He's he's almost like his his houseboy, but also his apprentice to uh, you know study. But this uh, kid is a kid, right? Well, yeah, but you're gonna love this guy in a second. Okay. Um, 
And and really, when you look at it, you watch the scene. Abu kind of sucks, though. He he does. He notices that someone has been there. The door, mm-hmm. like he he was there. The door is now open. When he mm-hmm. comes back, he it really wasn't a second or two after the monkey man had it wasn't the date. Like and, as soon as he peeked out there, he, the guy should still be there walking away. Right. Yeah. So Abu sucks. He gives it a quick look, shuts the window, fuck it. Shitty employee, okay? <laughs> okay. This guy is named Kiran Shaw. Not Culkin. Shaw, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Shahs are like the Culkins in Egypt. They're all Kiran, <laughs> Culkin, uh, Macaulay, and what's the other one's name? Shamp? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so Kiran Shaw, Chris, you must meet this man, Okay. Okay. He is in not one, not two, not three, not four, not five Star Wars movies. As who? Did you ever meet this guy? Seriously? No, not that I know of. Okay, I'll give you the, I'll give you the, the, the five Star Wars movies. He is in Rise of Skywalker as someone named Nambi Gima. Mm -mm. He is in (laughs) Solo as a character named Karge. He is in La- The Last Jedi, this is my favorite one, as a character named Neepers Panpick. Okay. <laughs> Rogue One, Ulin Musters. He's in The Force Awakens as a character named Tito. And That sounds familiar. That one sounds familiar. Okay. T- Tito, a little bit. You may have met this guy. I don't know. No. And in Return of the Jedi, he plays an Ewok. So this guy's been around for a long time, and he's in everything. He's in the Harry Potters. He plays, like, the Goblins. He's in Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. He was Elijah Wood's scale double in all of the Lord of the Rings movies. Jesus Christ. He's in, like, like five of the greatest greatest trilogy shits or movie franchises out there. Yeah. Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Star Wars. Star Wars. Jesus. No. This guy. Uh, sign, please sign. Kieran Shaw, so you gotta keep an eye out for him. I gotta have him sign like sixteen posters here. Jesus Christ, <laughs> this guy's gonna <laughs> bankrupt you. <laughs> <laughs> so after the events of the film, Indy goes back to Imam for help with another transcription five years later. This is awesome. This is repeat business. Okay. Okay. It's the cornerstone of any business. Repeat business. Indy comes back. <laughs> right. He finds him living near Mount Sinai, where the Nazis are again after some mysterious stuff. This is from one of these novelizations like for young adults. It is called Indiana Jones and the Mystery of Mount Sinai by J.W. Rinsler. A lot of people love these books. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked about it on the Indiana um, was another one of these Rinsler books, and we got messages from people saying those books are awesome. You guys should check them out. Right, uh, right. So I'm sure a lot of our listeners have read this. Uh, the the one thing that's in it that's pretty interesting, and even on the cover art, is the Nazi that's in charge is a Nazi with a mechanical arm that's leading the Nazis after some weapon to help them turn the tide of World War II. I learned this from you. In from, the, from the trivia? Yeah. It's the, it's the original design of Tote. Oh, my God. So Rinsler brings this idea back, uh, this concept anyway, as the main villain in this book. But during it, Indy goes to Imam because he needs more transcription help. 
That's that's cool though that he that he went back to it to the. But come on, how old is he? <laughs> he well, was old in Raiders. Five years later, no, he's now he now he's there on the wall. He's at least in in, in character, or or do you mean the actor? They, I I don't want to know the actor. I guess the actor's not that old. What? No. In he did die. He did die a few years later. I think he died. I saw his film credits. He, his film credits, and I'll get to him. I forget his name. I have it written down on the next page. He okay. didn't really. He he was in things. He was in a lot of stuff in Britain. He was in Doctor Who and a bunch of stuff. The only thing that I saw that I thought was cool is he was the fiddler in the Fiddler on the Roof movie musical. Never seen it. So he's. I mean, it's makeup. He's made to look older. The character okay. is at least alive five more years by 1941. After 1941. Don't know anything else about the character. That's the end of him. Okay. That's <laughs> the end of him. Okay. <laughs> That's all for the character. But this is, this is to me, one of the most interesting parts of the story. He wasn't supposed to be – that character wasn't even supposed to be in the, in the movie. That was not in any of the original drafts. And it wasn't supposed to be an Egyptian priest at all. That character was supposed to be another um, man named Jules Spencer, who was a former – student of Abner Ravenwood and former roommate of Indiana Jones in college. I'm liking this. So they took most of what this guy would have said because he was going to tell Indy other things. This is like a, this is a man living in Cairo as an archaeologist was going to help Indy out. They gave a lot of his business to Sala. So maybe this guy would have helped him find diggers or would have helped him do this that the other thing they gave all that stuff to sala oh okay so i don't know do you like the idea of there being another guy like indiana jones there or do you think it was a good choice to have indy be the only kind of character like that i i like it like in the movie wise i like there's only one hero who you're rooting for right but and for like the first movie for what started at all, but maybe like in a sequel down the road he teams up with his college buddy roommate kind of thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like like not not in the first one, but later on in life and all he asked for help and shit. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. Jules Spencer, and that's even kind of a cool name and all, you know. And I assume he's British because the one thing that I read said that he was supposed to be a lot like Sherlock Holmes. Okay, and then Andy was his watching, I guess. <laughs> All right. So I I I like the idea of it, but I also like like you were saying that we want we want a singular right person, especially he, in the premiere of the character and in the first movie, just have him do it all. Yeah. Then maybe in part three or four, then have him join with his college buddy. That would have been cool, and they we could have talked about who they banged back in the day and shit. And you know, well, it's probably Marion. Hopefully, only one of them banged her. I guess, unless they you know tag. <laughs> you get the front, I get the back. Marion was a little wild, I think. <laughs> she was actually. <laughs> I don't. I, I. I. I can see both sides that it would be good. But yeah, yeah. We were just talking about how much Sala helped him. It betrays your character to need as much help as Indiana Jones already needed, but to have another character that he is then requiring help from, that's sort of like him, it makes him less special, I guess. Sala was was really there a lot. I mean, seriously, in any other franchise, like any other movies, uh, sequels of indie, like who else saves his life so many times? Right, exactly. Maybe short round, maybe two or three, yeah, but 
Sal was there doing every fucking every time he needed help and all. He was right there. Yeah, yeah, like that. And that's why we love him. We do. In the novel, the warning. Well, let me tell you about the guy first because this is this is the, the filming of it was interesting. Only that it was the first scene shot at Elstree Studios. I always like hearing that what was what was shot first and last, and you can see like. You know, how they age or the younger, the haircuts and all that kind of shit. I yeah. don't you know. Yeah. So this is at Elstree. Uh, the guy's name is Tut. I don't know if it's Tut or Tutti Lemko. <laughs> uh, and he supposedly had such bad stage fright in the first couple uh, takes that he was shaking. You could see him. He's holding the staff of raw headpiece and he's shaking. Aw, that's sweet. So. Yeah, it, and I was even I watched the scene and I even thought like when he says you know come come look look and and how Indy how Harrison walks over to him puts on his glasses and sits sits next to him I thought that looked so like so I don't know so polite and kind you know what I mean like he's really respecting this old bastard <laughs> this old bastard <laughs> <laughs> you know it it was it was a good scene it is a good scene and. It starts out with Indy looking kind of forlorn, like he's Marion in his eyes is dead. So yeah. he's sort of mourning Marion, but in a few minutes he's kind of laughing and you know stuff. Yeah, like, you know, like, she. <laughs> you don't know how much she's he, dead, but I'm gonna get my prize still. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not I'm not critiquing. It's just no, because you can't because it's the greatest. What is it? Second greatest movie of all time, dude? <laughs> in my opinion, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So this is the stuff that I found the most interesting. I'm leaving it for last. In the novelization, the warning that Imam gives them is way more specific than what he says in the movie. Okay. The warning is this. It's almost like the Gremlins rules or the Fight Club rules or the, or the Scream rules. Like you have to follow <laughs> yeah. these things. Right. It was very specifically don't touch it with your bare hands. Don't touch what? The Ark? The Ark. Don't touch it with your bare hands, which they don't. When they get it out of the uh, well of the souls, they have it on those posts. Yeah, yeah. And don't look at it. Well, they they do look at it a lot. When it's, Except when it's open. Then they keep your eyes shut, Marion. Exactly. If you do, and he tells them, if you do, God will kill you. So in the end... I kind of wish they would have left that warning as deliberate as it is in the novel in the book because in the end, it it would make the end make more sense. The way it is now, it's Indy's knowledge that saves them. He tells her not to look at it. In the novel, right. he gets that knowledge from Imam. So it kind of makes Indy kind of cooler in the movie. But I, I don't know. I would have liked that, I think. But he's kind of cheating, I guess, in the, in the movie then. You know, if he was told... Don't look at it. And he's like, don't look at it, Marianne, because I'm the only one who knows that. That's yeah. kind of like cheating, I guess. But I'm trying to think what it was like. I'm trying to think when I was little. When he says that to her, which really is the only thing that, that saves both of their lives, I was really impressed, I think, that he knew that to tell her that. Well, I always thought this, too. Like, like I always thought that the Ark, God, everything in the Ark would knew knew that all the Nazis were were bad and Indy and Marion were good. So I always just thought, look at it or not, 
whatever's in that arc knows you're not there to whatever harm the arc or get some kind of thing out of it. You're there because you're captured. Right. That's you're why gonna, you're not going to use it as a weapon like they were. Right. Right. Like they were there, you know, on their own, own free will. They, they they were captured. And they were tied to a post, and and God brought his MacGyver knife and cut the fucking rope. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. So they all, could escape. It was all singed. Yeah, yeah, which was which was cool. Like I always thought that God, that whatever was in that ark, knew that Indy and Marion were good people. Don't kill them. That I think I think I thought that too, and I think you're yeah. exactly right that we're supposed to think that. Um, but I I guess I never questioned, especially when I was younger, why he tells her that specifically. Like you said, like I just thought he was just so smart. It's in the books that he reads. You know yeah. what I mean? I, yeah, like that. That makes because you know it goes back to the beginning when he has that awesome book that he shows Porkins mm-hmm. that he, those books that you have to unlock. I yeah, love and the those book weighs like forty pounds. Yeah, and didn't yeah. you guys ever go to Sunday school? That whole scene, like he already knows this shit. Mm-hmm. But I also like the fact that he's to me like being smart and and educated is important. But even the smartest people still have to be smart enough to listen to other people that may know more. And that's what he was doing with your mom. Well, is this is this a weird thought? Now I don't know if you, I don't even know how to even say this. Like you know it's God in the ark and like you even said, like if you look at it, God will will kill you. Mm-hmm. Isn't that just a weird sentence to even say? You know what I mean? Well, I guess it depends what you believe. Like, and he's saying, he even says that to them at the beginning. Like, the stuff in the Old Testament is a lot of fire and brimstone and the power of God. Yeah. Like, in, in the Old Testament, God, you, you were supposed to fear and revere God differently than the way maybe people do today. Like, even in, in, um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, like, as soon as God appears, it's, it's Terry, um, Gilliam's animation they all put their heads down he's like what are you doing and they're like averting our eyes oh lord he's like oh stop it stand up you know (laughs) like you weren't even supposed to look you're not even allowed to look at god right right so okay some of it might come from that too you're supposed to avert your eyes in front of the lord to show respect and to show how important he is and how unimportant you are and then, man, this God's all about him, isn't he? Jesus. <laughs> and all of this leads to your trivia question, which is one more, and it's going to link into one cool fact. All right. Okay. Okay. You watched it today. Well, yeah, I didn't pay attention, but yeah, I watched it. Okay. <laughs> Just a little here, piece of it. Here is your trivia question. <clears throat> okay. How many kadams does Imam tell them? The, how how many kadams tall does Imam tell them the staff is? Oh my God! Eight. Eight. Yeah. He tells them on the front side, which is the side that Tote has, it's yeah. six kadams high, minus the one on the back to honor the Hebrew God, making it five. <laughs> Kadam's high. Okay. And then okay. that's okay. when they're digging in the wrong place. I am the monarch <laughs> of the sea. You know, yeah. what a great scene. Yeah. So I only asked the question because that leads to a whole nother interesting discussion that I read. There's a whole volume of stuff written about this. As soon as he says that it's six Kadam's high, 
A kadam is an Egyptian. I was answer that. What is it, this? It's measurements. It's an Egyptian measurement, and it is. I looked it up. It's 11.5 inches. So as soon as he says it's six kadams high, they both look at each other, and Indy says that, that makes it about 72 inches, which is right. Yeah. I found, I found a whole article on this. That's about five feet tall. I found a whole article on this that says if you look at the scene then, when Indy is holding the staff and the staff of Ra in the map not, room. Yeah, how big is it? <laughs> it that thing towers over him. It so, does, yeah. So if you're taking that thing as as being a five foot tall, that makes Indiana Jones almost four feet tall. So what you're saying is this movie really fucking sucks. <laughs> it's giving you all wrong information. And it's taller than Indy, and it's everything's wrong. This movie's unbelievable. I hate this movie now. <laughs> Did I ruin the movie? The movie is I would never watch Raiders ever again. Oh, I'm Because sorry. of measurements. Because of math and measurements. Exactly. Because of a fucking uh, yardstick, which is almost a yardstick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you see the thing, it's taller than him, but it's, it only, it's only supposed to be five feet tall. And then he breaks it in two, and then both edges are still five feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's still five feet tall, dude, and you still broke five it. Feet tall. I got two of these now. <laughs> there is an explanation for it. In rough drafts, there were def- different measurements, which would have made it play out the way that it is more in the map room. So this article that I read, it was actually a website that was dedicated I'm going to have to go back to it and, and read some other articles. That was dedicated to mathematical and measurement mistakes in movies. Wow. Jesus, it, was, that's, it was good. That seems like, like, what else would be? Like, what other math shit in movies is wrong? I think, like, anything where there's, like, they say it's this. It, you know, they, they, use a, they use a measurement or they, they, say, they say some math. This website wow. goes and debunks it. That would be pretty cool, yeah, to go through all that stuff. Yeah. So this... Uh, article that I read seems to think because it was in early drafts, there were different measurements. They think that um, it was changed on set, like right there, right then and there at Elstree, they were doing the lines, and for whatever reason, the numbers were changed, and they didn't even think about what it was going to look like when he actually held this staff next to him. That's huh. that's like, their explanation. It's not known for sure, but it was different at one point. The measurements. But what's crazy is, though, that I've never once thought of any of that until you just told me about it. <laughs> I didn't either. Yeah. I mean, I guess I noticed it. And there might be people that are listening or watch this and say, well, it's the angle that it's shot at. You know, maybe it really wasn't taller tricky, than him. Tricky, yeah, tricky camera angles, yeah. You know, from a, from a low angle or a certain angle, it just appeared higher. I, you know, you're probably right. It's just fun to talk about stuff like this. But do you... Do you think in, what, 1980? What's this movie again? Help me out. I forget. 81. 81. Do you think in 1981, someone stood up and pointed at the fucking screen and said, That's measured wrong! (laughs) Oh, my God. That would be great. And got his coat and walked out. And started that website 40 years later. And knocked over popcorns and drinks on the way out. That kid, this fucking math is not right. I gotta leave. Excuse me. Excuse me, sir. How can you sit? And watch. Wearing glasses and shit and everything, you know. This isn't this isn't how it how it is. I got a ruler right here. Look. Yeah. It's clearly not seventy two inches or five kadam high. Come on. <laughs> you sound like, 
Spielberg's in the audience now watching this. <laughs> That's funny. They storm out to demand their money back. Well, how how come, sir? And they want exact change, you know, because they're all about math. Yeah, exact change. And I, I went in in the back. currency of uh, I went in an Egyptian money. <laughs> this is, I mean, when when you say we're doing this character, I was like, this is this is nobody. He has no backstory. He's sitting there. Come, come, look, look, and that's it. I said, what what did they find out about this guy? And then he gave me the bonus character of his kid serving fucking lemonade. <laughs> lemonade, lemonade. I and love this the- character, and uh, there isn't much about the character necessarily but i like the stuff surrounding the character that's all i got um this is this was this was a good one dave i love this character i have newfound respect for imam the prophesier slash scholar slash astronomer i don't know that thing could have been a wawa for all we know who would you want to play him in a in a prequel about his origin story (laughs) His origin story? Yeah. Who would you want to see playing the young version of this guy? Saying, come, come, look, look. Well, my go-to and yours as well is always Zac Efron. So I'm down. Oh, my God. If he was shirtless when he was showing uh, Andy and Sala, <laughs> man. He's all ripped under that robe. Oh, my. And his hair's all, and he starts starts singing high school musical and shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Troy Bolton, he plays basketball. Oh, my God. I'm in love. <laughs> Dave, this was an excellent job. You did an excellent job once again. You you always you always you know bring in. Well, thank you, and you, uh, it w- it was my pleasure because I l- I love talking about Indiana Jones more than any other movie stuff out there. Period. I know you do. You you bring the the excellent show, and I bring the bad date jokes. <laughs> some were bad, some make me laugh. Well. As long as you're happy, I'm I was going to say, some made me laugh. I didn't say some made daily laugh. I said some made me laugh. <laughs> as long as you're happy. I'm and, very happy. Dude. And you know what we're doing on our next episode, too. I do, because I'm, I'm doing it. You are. I am. You had a blast, hopefully, during your Raiders trivia, correct? I, d- I did, and I think some of our people online were saying how much they enjoyed it as well. So, good job. So, I am doing our next episode will be... Temple of Doom trivia. Mm, a little harder. Which means, which means, yes, there will be a Crystal Skull 20-question trivia round. Oh, God. <laughs> Hopefully. All right, well, I, I can't attest to how I'll do with that, but Temple of Doom will be great, too. Temple Looking of Doom, yeah. Next episode, Temple of Doom trivia. What do you know about Molaram and the heart and the breasts on Kid Capshaw? Find out next episode... Yeah, shit, that's what should happen. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Indiana Jones in Character. Indiana Jones in Character is part of the Neozaz.com podcast network. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit www.neozaz.com. The Indiana Jones in Character podcast is not endorsed by nor affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. All Indiana Jones characters, places, and situations are copyright Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit neozaz.com for the latest Indiana Jones in character episodes and information.
tongue. What is it? This is a warning not to disturb the Ark of the Covenant. What about the height of the staff? So did Bella get it off of here? Yes, it is here. This was the old way. This means six kadam high. About 72 inches. Wait. And take back one kadam to honor the Hebrew God whose ark this is. Said their headpiece only had markings on one side. Are you absolutely sure? Belloc's staff is too long. They're, They're digging, digging in the, the wrong, wrong place. place. <laughs> I am the monarch of the sea. I am the ruler of the. Hey, listen, um, Emily found this wedding dress in London. Already? Yeah, but it didn't fit. Well, luckily, there's a store here that has one left in her size, but I'm the groom. I'm not supposed to see I'll the dress. I'll pick it up for you. Thank you. Okay. Well, she's got you running errands, you know, picking up wedding dresses. <laughs> Whoppa! <laughs> What's Whoppa? You know, whipped. Whoppa! <laughs> not whipped. Whipped is <laughs> That's what I did. Whoppa! You can't do anything! 